Hey there, welcome to Ship to Shore. I'm your host, Craig Condi, also known as the Escape Scout. Please sit back and enjoy as I guide you through the process of transitioning from a life at sea to finding your feet on land. By interviewing crew members who have already left the industry or are looking for a way out. I extract the tactics, tools and routines you can use to improve your lifestyle and we take a look at different business opportunities for individuals with a similar mindset. I will also be sharing my own experiences and insights gained through working in the industry and how I made the shift ashore and we will also be diving deeper with other business leaders and mentors to discover exactly what it takes to successfully live the life you've been waiting for. All right, so welcome back to Ship to Shore. Today I'm here with an old friend of mine, Blue Bagley. I've known Blue for about 12 years now. Very interesting character. Um, best described to me, I suppose, as a serial entrepreneur, always working on something interesting. Um, so yeah, let's jump in. So Blue, do you want to start by telling us something that most people don't know about you? Morning, Craigo. Um, <laughs> yeah, got a, got a bit of history history behind myself. <laughs> um, yeah, basically grew up in Amshlodi my whole life. Family's been here yonks and yonks. Um, did the school thing, abided by society. And then, um, yeah, after school, um, went on to to study my heli license and study at varsity and all the rest of that. Um, I would say something that someone doesn't know about me. Um, I actually get really stressed, even though I don't look it. Um, <laughs> I've got a very chilled demeanor, but uh, nothing is what it seems. I've, I do stress a hell of a lot, and I, I overload my plate, but I try and not let other people see that. And um, yeah, I try and have fun in everything I do and incorporate other people. And uh, yeah, I do a lot of work behind the scenes where I can. And um, what else do people know about me? Um, probably that I fly helis, not that I, I don't advertise it, but uh, yeah, I, I keep that on the very down low, but it's, uh, it's a cool hobby, was a job, and um, yeah, just trying to do my thing. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you're a bit of a modest guy, but you got a, you're a jack of many trains, and uh, yeah, it's, you've definitely mastered a lot of them. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a surprise to me that you say you, you've quite a... I suppose similar to me, you know, an extrovert mask, well, an introvert rather, masquerading as an extrovert. Um, I'm quite the same, you know, look all chilled on the outside, but um, sometimes screaming on the inside, but don't let people know that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, was, I know you were in the yachting industry. I, I met you, I mean, Blue and I have you know, bumped into each other across the world. Uh, how long have you been in the yachting industry now? Um, I would say I started yachting probably late 2014, um, as of till about six weeks ago, whatever that is, what's that, 2014 to 2021, um, but I would say actual full-time on the calendar, probably about three and a half years, close on four years, but across the board a bit longer than that, um, had a couple hiccups in yachting that kind of put me off it. Um, lost a really close friend due to yachting and the, the industry and accidents and all that go with it. Um, and then, yeah, I was going to take some time off, which I did. Um, and then kind of kept getting lured back just with the people I was meeting and obviously being a water baby 
and um, yeah, kind of took a slightly different route to yachting. Uh, did a bit of jack of all trades, skilled at none. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, everything from junior decky through to lead decky through to uh, having strong engineering skills and, and getting dragged onto the engineering side. And then um, obviously with a through and through passion of aviation, try to uh, find a groove in the yachting helicopter side of things which was very cool learned a lot opened my eyes to a lot and then ended off carving my groove more in the chase boat sector on the big chase boats sort of between 12 and 20 meters um, and that's kind of where I've, I've been grooving I'd say it's a little bit more specialized in brackets because um, you've got a lot more responsibility um, but it's great it, it opens you up it uh, teaches you to book berths manage finances deal with captains, deal with owners, um, engineer at the same time, fixing things. So yeah, just keeping a lid on the pot, which I feel exposes you to a heap more than, than just being on, on a hundred meter and, and being in the deck departments or just being an engineering or just being on the, 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 the tender driving. Yeah. Just make you a number. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember actually meeting up with you every time we bumped into each other. You were doing something different for like a heli pilot, then you were a tender driver, an engineer, deckhand. <laughs> um, yeah, went all over the show. So what would you say, if you could have any job in the boat, what would you take? Um, sure. I, I would say I would say chase boat, to be honest with you, um, because you can kind of run your own show, run your own program, um, like absolute... Um, golden position per se would be maybe like a uh, 18 to 20 meter chase boats as like a sort of deckhand captain engineer and then just having a deck stew with you um, and just running that as a little power team you know just being told where to be and at what time um, and obviously liaising with with the main boat but uh, yeah it's just it's nice running your own show and taking responsibility for for your own movements and um, yeah, just having the responsibility of, of booking your berths and, and running finances and doing all of that, I just feel it makes you a whole lot more rounded as an individual as well. Yeah, geez, I don't know if they actually give you that much uh, responsibility on the chase boats you had. Um, just what a, yeah, what an incredible experience, man. I mean, that definitely teaches you as much as a captain, I suppose, without the added pressure of, you know, trying to maintain a a super yacht um, I definitely would have enjoyed that position as well uh, so I mean geez you've had a lot of experience in a short amount of time I suppose um, you know a lot of people have probably been on boats for 10 even 20 years without learning all the different skills that you've got so is there any advice you'd give to anybody starting out in the industry yeah 100% you know um, yachting is a wild road um, as we all know, <laughs> you plan to go in one direction and you get spat out in the complete opposite. Um, yeah, I, I would say with, with regards to yachting and, and giving people advice when starting, um, you know, just, just be the kind of person that thinks out the box. When you're starting yachting, you're competing with a lot of um, potential other candidates. Yeah. And when you go through life, you always hear your parents and all the people saying it's not uh, what you know, it's who you know. And I feel that shines through tremendously um, 
that's one thing to talk about it but when you hustling and bustling and day working and 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 meeting people and remembering people's names is a huge one yeah um for me that's probably one of my biggest weak points and uh, no one forgets my name um and i keep a tidy track record with it you know because it's like hey do you know mark or steve and no one really knows it's like hey do you know blue it's like uh, yeah somewhere somehow <laughs> i've heard his name um so yeah starting out in yachting I would say put your head down and, and do as many courses as you can before arriving in France or the States or wherever you're going. Um, you know, rather rather try gear yourself up here, join a sailing club, start sailing Hobie Cats. Um, you know, just just get involved. Don't don't just arrive overseas with your, your STCW and your, your medical on a deckhand course because you are and will be competing with a heap of people, you know. So how do you differentiate yourself um, you know, go, go work in a, in a car shop for six months or go get some engineering background behind you. Um, and as we all know, when you start yachting, it's all about that reference, you know, because uh, you don't really have a track record behind you. Um, so I would just say in any way that you can add more uh, intellectual capital or value to your CV to elevate yourself, um, go for it. Uh, I think from South Africans, go work on a farm for four, five, six months, go get the mechanical experience. Um, you know, even if you're day working as a deckhand, um, I used to race jet skis for many, many years beforehand and uh, I'd be doing deck stuff and often the engineers would get stuck with a problem with a jet ski and I'd try to help them solve it um, or strip a jet ski down on my first boat is what I did. I actually had a bet with an engineer I could strip down a stand-up jet ski that had been sunk, rebuild it and put it back together in a 24-hour period um, and that's wow. what I did and that kind of secured my first job you know Jeez, I'm sure so yeah just any way to to think out the box differentiate differentiate yourself and um, if you can you know get some emails up in any way possible try get your yacht master theory done before you're going over or you know um, do your jet ski courses uh, just yeah I would say if, if you want to if you work in a high-end cocktail bar or anything possible um, that can elevate yourself versus um, competing with another thousand crew. Yeah, geez, you can go in there and just get completely blindsided by the people you meet. But that's great advice. But um, yeah, just quickly going back to your name, I, I know so many people have, you know, that, that conversation comes up. Do you know Blue? And <laughs> everybody knows who you're talking about because there's only one person that I've ever met called Blue. <laughs> I think, if I remember correctly, it's French. Yeah, yeah. so it's French. It's B-L-E-U. I'm not... Uh, my French uh, lingo is shocking, but uh, <laughs> especially being in the med or, or based... I was based out of Central Pay for about a year, um, and everyone just started speaking French to me off the bat, and I looked at them with the most <laughs> horrified... Sorry, hold on, let me get my Google Translate going, you know? Jeez, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, but that's such a good point with this. Uh, it's not uh, what you know, it's who you know. I mean, I just, so I think if I had to give any advice to somebody in the yachting industry, um, it's the same, you know, really just make those connections and don't stand on people's heads to get to where you are because, you know, those people might end up being the ones that you contact to get a job in the future. So make sure that all the connections you have are really worthwhile and um, substantial. 100%. And I like, just to add on to that, I, I would even say like, um, with with regards to that kind of stuff if you if you meet people or you day working or whatever like don't watch the clock you know don't finish at five yeah. on the button rather like go to your bosun or your your um 
your officer and and just like yeah just stock standard manners like don't just race off the boat and and jump on your skateboard and can't wait to get back to your crew house you know <laughs> just uh, go to the officers knock on the captain's door and just say hey cap thanks very much for a good day of work i've done my last rounds um just yeah really just manners elevates you i would say just uh, have respect for other people um everyone in yachting started at the bottom it's a bit like high school you know you start in grade eight and you kind of finish in matric so sure, absolutely um it's pretty difficult to pull the wool over a captain's eyes when they've been in the <laughs> industry or your boats and everyone's been down the road you venturing on and i think the other massive one is not to get too stressed you know um like i always say to people getting your first full-time job it's exciting but it's boring um, you know into the mundane yachting life per se but hustling and day working and catching the train to Monaco for the day and getting back at 11pm and you shattered and you're up the next day and you still got to go have drinks and socialise um, the hustle's good the hustle's fun um, I, I miss that and I say to a lot of people you when you get your permanent gig and you're a year or two in, you're going to look back on the day working days and, and that's where you really meet your, your proper friends in yachting and you stick tight and crew house drinks and all of that, you know? Yeah, oh, geez, absolutely. I mean, when people mention the yachting industry, that's exactly what I think of when I like start missing it. And it's those times in the be very beginning where you're hustling hard for that cash, dock walking every day, um, hanging out with some new friends from all over the world and... Um, yeah, just what a lifestyle, man. Um, going to Marais on weekends. I think that place is closed down now. But um, anyways, yeah, I'm, like you said, you know, clock watching so important. It's, it's like don't don't be that guy that's always you know calling for lunch before you've been told. Um, and yeah, like like Blue said, you know, you can't pull the wool over the captain's eyes. They've been through it as well, and um, we've all gone through those same trials and tribulations in the end. Um, and I mean, with that we've all had so many struggles in the yachting industry i mean what is what is one thing that you struggled with the most um i i i would say like it's just a personal thing to myself i think through aviation um and starting in aviation at the age of 14 um i would say i was a, a very mature teenager um due to aviation because i was so passionate about it um, sure, I still had the odd jaw here and there, but I was at school Monday to Friday and my Saturday, Sundays and my flying days, you know. Sure. So um, I, w I would say uh, from that side of it, uh, I, I took it just in yachting, I'm used to responsibility with aviation all the time, you know. So It's a big responsibility. <laughs> it, it is, you know. So I, I just battled, um, I won't say I battled working under people, but it was just i i would uh, people didn't see that side of me but you know when you you're junior decky or whatever um you got a yes or no so three bags full but mm. um I, I just people didn't see the responsibility i'm used to is carrying five or six people's lives in my hands and flying a 10 15 million rand machine you know there's no room for error so it's, it's i think it's a bit hard or was hard for me but it's only my individual case working under uh, working under someone that's that's telling you, uh, well, not petty things, but yeah, I, I suppose I was used to planning my own show and running my own show and taking on my own responsibilities. But that's just part of yachting, you know. And um, it takes you back to ground roots. Uh, uh, like I always say to my dad, he, he moans we haven't been to the army, and 
he's pretty old school and he says that's a girl good ground leveler and i said to him yachting's not i haven't been to the army but i always say to him you know yachting's probably not far off you're just uh, overpaid in what you do absolutely you know? but uh, yeah I, I think it's the most important thing with yachting is to remember it's a journey it's not a race um you know so don't when i say don't clock watch um within reason but um, if you want to get back to a crew house and duel with your mates, your mates are not going away, you know. Um, so, yeah, that would that's I, I think from my side would would be kind of my my bit of advice is uh, just to differentiate differentiate yourself and um, have fun on the journey. Don't don't rush it. Oh, geez, I think you really are a unique case when it comes to like you know joining the yachting industry with um, several skills behind you. Um, that responsibility of you know obviously flying people in the air and being responsible for their lives is uh, something that you, know, you can't really match um, and then in terms of like when you were on the boats what kind of transferable skills did you learn um, that you could have only taken from the yachting industry itself um sure organization mm. tremendous um <laughs> keeping yeah. things squeaky squeaky clean um you know uh yo i Sure, I'd say it's quite a general, generalized thing and a very individual case as to who you are and what, and what kind of person you are. Um, sure, from yachting, I would say like paperwork-wise, again, I've just been indoctrinated and groomed through aviation. There's paperwork trails for days in absolutely everything you do. So um, I would say I, I fitted, I'm not a fan of paperwork, but I, I accepted it. You know, mm. I think a lot of people um, fight paperwork, which it's just, it's got to be done. So mentally, if you go in and start your day with, oh, I've got a pile of admin to do, um, it's just a mindset. It's like, it's got to be done. Put your head down, shut up and get it done, you know. Um, but outside of that, it's just a... Again, just getting along with people, you know, um, you're on a yacht with a whole heap of people, get used to it, you know, you've signed up for it, you want the journey, so again, don't don't rush it, just embrace it, it has its ups, it has its downs, it, it has the good times, it has the bad times, but every day you're there, you're learning and growing, even though you don't realise you are, but uh, I always look back from a year now and think, sure, I've done this, done that, been there, done that. Um, and I also feel every time I come home, you're almost in a bit of a time warp. Um, you know, you look back over your last year and you're like, holy moly, I've been here, I've been there, I've done this, <laughs> I've met these people and I'm back in the same bedroom I started in, you know. So I think it's, I find that quite um, uh, bittersweet in a way. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, time definitely um, does seem warped coming from living at sea for so long and just so different to being on land and um, back to your point on organization I mean that is yeah, it's, it's something that's so crucial in the yachting industry I think we take it for granted unless you're up in the higher ranks you know um, you just tend to put your head down and do the work but um, once you start moving up it becomes more and more crucial to have a plan and be absolutely organized because um, yeah as we all know the the owners aren't going to wait for you to you know sort your stuff out you need to be one step ahead at all times um, yeah, geez. So now, yeah, Blue, you've obviously travelled around the world now. I know um, out of yachting and in the industry as well. But what has been your favourite country you've been to along your journeys? Sure. Um, I would say, uh, sure, natural beauty in in yachting. 
um, 100,000% uh, northern, northern Norway. Um, we are based up in a town called Tromso, uh, which is the most northern bar and university in the world. It was pretty wow. cool. We had a beer up there. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, Tromso was spectacular. I was very fortunate. Um, I was towards kind of uh, the latter half of yachting and I had a bit of experience. So I was in just doing temp work. So I had the uh, the privilege of, of going up to Tromso during uh, doing three months winter and two months summer. Um, winter, you've obviously got light for peak of winter, maybe two hours a day, three hours a day. Mm-hmm. So that was a very different lifestyle. You literally put your phone alarm on for everything because you lose track of time. You just get trapped in this like dark time capsule. Um, and then obviously summer, you've got lights pretty much 24 hours a day. Um, but that was amazing. Every morning waking up and looking outside or you've just got to pinch yourself because you feel like you looking at a computer screensaver, but you, you're looking out into the real world, you know. Um, so I would definitely say Norway, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a, a huge fan of the cold, obviously growing up in our little beach town. So Norway, um, on the Northern Hemisphere for sure. Um, Southern Hemisphere, uh, sure. I have a, a heavy emotional attachment to the Seychelles, so it's second home for me. But uh, I definitely feel the Seychelles is top of, probably top of the charts, um, just natural beauty. Um, but then uh, I also really enjoyed Tahiti, um, to be honest with you, um, out at uh, Fakarava and all the southern atolls. Um, I was very privileged to be on a heavy exploration ve- um, vessel. Um, and as a crew, we were allowed to dive and um, help the camera guys out and stuff. Um, that was really a special trip. Um, but again, I think because Seychelles is a soft spot in the heart and it's another island, um, yeah, so that, that that was great, you know, but I, I highly, you've got to do a med season, you've got to do a Caribbean mm. season, that's just part and parcel of the journey, you know, but outside of that, um, for people that CVs are geared up a bit more on the adventure boats or um, boats that, that aren't going to restaurant hop around the med, um, yeah, <laughs> definitely Norway and, and Seychelles and, and Tahiti were probably the top three. Oh, geez, man, Tahiti, I would have loved to have gone to. I'm very fortunate. Um, I did about over 60 countries in my time in the yachting industry, and we really got to see a lot. And I do feel sorry for those people that have not explored outside of the Med or the Caribbean and just stayed in one area or the other. Um, a close friend of mine spent four years in Greece alone. And, um, yeah, it's, we, we were very blessed that we got to move around so much. And Seychelles, loved the Seychelles, beautiful, beautiful place. And Norway, we, we just went to Kristiansand, so it didn't go as far north, but we went very far north in Greenland, and um, we had half an hour of, of night, which was more like a, a, a slight sunset. It yeah. was quite funny. The, the sun literally just touched the horizon and went back up. Um, I, often, I, I wondered what it would like, be like in winter. I, I can't imagine that, just like complete darkness like they have in Antarctica as well. Um, but you are interesting, man. Um, there's so many places I still want to explore. So moving on to more of the business side, I mean, geez, like I said in the beginning, I think you definitely, out of all my friends, you're one of the most serial entrepreneurs. Um, you definitely always got some new game plan or some new um, invention or idea. Do you want to give a brief description of what you're doing now? 
Um, yeah, sure. So uh, basically, I've just turned 30 and I'm in this the weird transition stage of, of leaving yachting. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, what am I busy with now? Uh, I don't know how to straight <laughs> answer that question. What am I not busy with? Um, so I, I don't know. I, I would say I love, um, I love business. I, I'm still obviously only getting wet behind the ears in it, but I, I just, uh, where I'm sitting now, um, last week I've, I was actually down in Cape Town interviewing a, a couple web and app developers and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I just, I feel the internet, um, and e-commerce and, uh, podcasts and the likes of people making careers out of, uh, the internet, be it the social media channels or whatever it may be. I, I, I'm, I know I'm for and against, but, uh, as I sit here, I'm, I'm busy with three online, online e-commerce stores that, that will be opening up in very niche markets. Um, so that's been great um, doing that. And I'm also busy with, uh, with a couple other little projects in the Seychelles that we're working on. But uh, yeah, I, I just feel, I think the, the whole e-commerce and, and internet world is, if you use it in the right way and understand it, um, you can leverage it and, and I think people especially with uh, this whole COVID and all the story that's gone gone on I think a lot of people have turned to the internet being like I've got the internet I've got the world at my fingertips what can I do how can I do it I've lost my job so yeah as I sit here now we um, we're busy building our three e-commerce stores and working on a on a booking platform um, I can't elaborate more on it now, but uh, hopefully <laughs> I'll be sitting here in six months time telling you about the journey we've been on. Um, but yeah, so that's what it is. And I, I also get a lot of people, um, uh, yachty mates and, and, and yachties that say to me, oh, what are you up to? How do you leave yachting? What do you do? And, and I just say to people, I say, you know what? Um, you know, the monkey doesn't let go of one branch until it's got the other. And, and I say to people, you've got to accept and digest that you need to take 10 steps back after yachting to start going 10 steps forward. Mm, great advice. You know, and, and I, it's a very humbling or humbling half empty view or, or, or bitter pill to swallow, depending how you look at it, you know. But you've got to accept that the last uh, seven, eight, nine, however long you've been in yachting has been a journey. It's been a fun ride. Um, and you kind of, I feel you lose sight of how hard people that have come from zero to hero, the, the kind of work and stuff that goes in on the behind the scenes, you know, or you see your, your owner, you don't quite see the infrastructure that goes behind a boat because we get so used to working in those volumes of money and tenders and toys and <laughs> all of that, you know. So it's very humbling. I, I think you almost, you, you get caught up in that and you don't quite see what it takes to achieve that sort of pinnacle in life, you know. So I think when you definitely, when you take a step back and you say, I'm ready to rock the world and I'm going to become a, a million or billionaire, it's a, it's a long road. But again, you know, I feel with the internet, there is overnight in brackets uh, within a short five term, five year period, there is a lot of people and there's a new whole new millennial of millionaires that will be opening up and are coming through due to the internet, you know. So I guess 
business-wise for me, I love meeting people. I love helping people. Um, you know, I've, I've, I'm in the process of starting a venture capitalist fund. Um, and that's purely going to be people-based and people-driven, you know. I feel that people make businesses, not the other way around. You can give a wicked business to an absolute muppet and they're going <laughs> to drown it, you know. Or you can give an average business to someone that can think logically and level-headed and has a few contacts and, and they can make it work, you know. So, yeah, that's that's kind of my approach to it. Um, and uh, we're actually looking at a very cool business model, Um in the fund that we're going to call startup CPR. So basically I've, I sponsor a lot of startup evenings um, and, and I just love meeting the people and seeing the enthusiasm behind people in business. Um, but a lot of, you must remember, like people say to me, oh, apps, apps, apps. And I'm like, okay, tell me, name 10 apps that are successful. They do the social media channels and like a few others and they get to eight or nine and they're really stumbling and scratching, you know, mm. and I'm like, do you have any idea how many apps are out there? So, wow. you know, I, I think with the startup CPR is going to be an epic journey um, because there are a lot of guys that have brilliant startups um, and they, they whittle out and the biggest thing is a sense of direction, obviously money and the third being a network base or a contact base. So, um, yeah, I, I just uh, I think it's going to be a fascinating journey, and uh, I'd love people to to come along for it. You know, if if anyone's got a business idea or a startup idea, we are going to have, uh, we are going to have a setup where there will be a criteria to meet, and if you meet the criteria and personality wise, you're the right person, and you're hungry and you're driven. Um, you know, come hop on board. There's no egos involved. There's money is the ancillary or subsidiary of it um, the main focus would be to get someone on their feet get their business uh, on their feet and and uh, I, I suppose the whole focus is to the money is the second part you know get to get the morals and the principles right and, and the money will follow sure yeah there's not enough uh, non-disclosure agreements to discuss all of blue's ideas <laughs> But um, yeah, fascinating stuff. I've been uh, privileged to, to be on the inside of knowing a few of the things going on in Blue's brain and um, yeah, some interesting stuff to come. So we'll definitely have to do a part two eventually. And like you said, I think we're definitely in the information age now and it's more important now more than ever to share ideas and you know, um, use each other to, you know, to just expand in, in every direction. And um, just especially from the yachting community, just alone, you know, there's so many people out there that have just such a great knowledge of the world around them and so much to offer the world. And um, if we all just stay connected, we can really learn so much from each other. And um, yeah, I suppose now we're in 2021, but um, COVID last year just really showed a lot of weak points, but a lot, a lot of strong points as well. Like Blue mentioned, you know, the, the internet has really just expanded everybody's um, ability to connect with people across the globe. And, you know, people have realized that they don't need to be in an office to get the job done. People are working more and more from their laptops. Uh, I spent four months living in Indonesia, just, you know, identifying and really discovering the lives of the digital nomads. there, simply just living from their laptops and, it's, it's an incredible industry on its own. And um, yeah, there's a vast community of expats now just simply working on the internet alone. And um, so I suppose, what is the biggest 
if you like if you had one thing that you wish you knew sooner that could have helped you get further along now what would that be um i would say in the, in the business world is um humble pie um <laughs> as would life you know i i feel it's um i wouldn't say i'm an arrogant person but it's uh it's just people you meet uh, uh you know you, you can I, I i love networking and and that's one of my my passion drivers behind business but i would just say you know you especially i'm not a fan of the corporate world whatsoever um but it's it's a necessary evil you know we these big telecom giants and and big insurance companies and stuff you have to have the corporate world and they have their own thing going for them but um, you know, I, I would say uh, one, one of my um, mentors and, and, and a long, long-term uh, life buddy mate of mine, uh, his name's Wally Fry, uh, founder of Fry's Foods Company, a tremendous successful company, started from the garage. And um, I bounce a lot of ideas and, and things off of him. So, and he's taught me tremendously to you know, I wouldn't say I was on my high horse, but I think when you do get successful, um, I'm still down the road. If I become successful, I, I've got, I want to write a book and, and I'm going to label it, it's hard to be humble, you know, um, and, and I think it's, it's, that's number one. So I'd say being humble and the, and the other one is, you know, I think the whole psyche behind business is rather own 10% of something than 100% of nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess it goes back to being humble. And you never, you also, when you meet people, you never know who you're going to meet, you know. Um, you, you, you could, uh, don't judge the book by its cover is also a tremendous one. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's three or four, like my, my personal mentor is, is uh, Wally Fry founder of Fry's Foods Company. I met him through karting about 15 or 16 years ago. And um, I've got a very special relationship with him. Um, another one is a guy, Dr. Chris Leert. Um, if you check out the Leert group, he basically invented uh, a neck brace um, that stops you breaking your neck with extreme sports. Um, well, how do you spell that, Leert? L-E-A-T-T. L-E-A-T-T. Yeah. Um, and that's Chris and I also go back many 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 years we met through aviation through through heli flying and um yeah just another incredible person that's that's put a flag on the map for south africa you know and um i would say if you meet your mentor like um you know use them um a a lot of guys that have done well in business they've all been through our age if it's uh if it's not provided it's not hand me down old money if it's been 30, 40, 50 year grind in a business, you know, they, they've been through the ranks, they've done their thing. And um, the other thing I've learned is just to ask for help. You know, these, these, these guys that they're the right people that are humble and have done a successful themselves, they, um, they're very willing to help, you know, and, and for them, it's not the money, it's, it's seeing you as a younger person progress, um, cut your teeth, laugh, cry, pull your hair out, um, you know, so it's just the journey, uh, I, I guess, and that's what a mentor is for. You know, um, a proper, solid, proper mentor. You should be able to pick up the phone in tears, laughing, crying, reach the <laughs> milestone, bounce ideas off. Um, and and uh, I've I've got another t- uh, American guy, um, Bill Tai, 
very, very, very successful American guy who I met through my aviation, uh, through my kiteboarding entrepreneurial group. And, um, you know, he's founded Zoom and, and many other companies um, and the most humble, nicest person ever. And he's, it's just, I guess it's a nice backstop, you know. I, I always ask my three or four mentors the same question before I go down the road. Um, and just, uh, they're all from different backgrounds. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's uh, I would say, stay humble, keep your feet on the ground and um, find a mentor who you have a special relationship with. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, um, take the oak to dinner 24 hours a day or whatever, you know, <laughs> but just, um, yeah. yeah, just don't, don't use and abuse, but just be a good, genuine person and, and have a good heart, I guess. And, and if you ask someone something and you, you get their opinion, um, treat it with respect, you know, don't, don't get their opinion. And then they read in the news six weeks later, your company's gone under and then they kind of like, well, what I just told you not to do that, you know. <laughs> yeah, amen. Jesus, so important to have a mentor, and if not a mentor, you know, uh, Tim Ferriss speaks about it a lot. But you are the average of your five best friends, and it's so important who you're hanging around with, and you know, just surrounding yourself with people that can inspire you and motivate you to be better every day. And um, yeah, mentors are just um, incredible in that regard, just to keep you on your feet, keep moving forward. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I suppose you've learned so much from uh, so many people around you. We all have, you know, just especially in the yachting industry. Um, there's so many people that we come come in contact with, and like Blue said, I think you need to you need to approach everybody as a million dollar client because if they're not your ideal client, they might be the perfect gateway to you to your ideal client, and um, you never know who that might be. So just you know, treat everybody with the utmost respect, and I think that'll get you a lot further along in life. And um, oh, geez, Blue, thank you, bud. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with, with others? Maybe you know, what you're continuing to learn as you progress in your business and lifestyle? Yeah, the, I'd say a big one I, I've been at fault of is I've almost uh, kind of, I won't say being too humble, but like I've had a couple charter guests, obviously being on the chase boat, you spend a lot of like time with charter guests, you know, um, and there's always the fine line between not talking to charter guests and or, and or being too friendly but still professional. But, you know, you, you never know who you meet. You know, if, if a charter guest or an owner comes to you and says, hey, Craigo, you know, um, thanks for joining the boat. Tell me about yourself, you know. Mm. Um, I'm not saying chew the oak's ear off or, or uh, lady's ear off for five hours. But if, if someone asks you, what, what are you doing? Um, I, I had a yacht owner... Um, contact me not too long ago saying please come work for me and, and I just said to him I said I, I said to him so all due respect like you haven't ended up where you are because you've worked for someone your whole life you know I just said to him I've, I've just turned 30 I've had fun in my 20s and yachting I've met a lot of people respectfully so and then he was like oh I think I think uh, he was expecting like okay I'll be back and he can dangle the money carrots you know <laughs> but I, I said to him I, I just said this this is what I'm busy with. These are my projects, and um, yeah, that that led to that has or is leading to to some very cool stuff. You know, I, I think because he he's seeing me taking a bit of uh, responsibility and 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 wanting to to have a go at life and and uh, and whack it. You know, um, I think it's very 
easy to to roll over to the golden handcuffs of of money but as they say the two most dangerous things in the world is drugs and a paycheck you know <laughs> so um within reason but uh it's uh yeah i i just feel if, if you don't get out there and create your opportunities um y- you know you, you you'll be your own worst enemy Mm-hmm. Um, by not doing it and uh, a couple of charter guests or and owners I've worked for especially temping for the last two years I've obviously worked across a, a numerous boats and, and just meeting different owners um, and yeah if, if they ask you what you're up to if you've got an e-commerce store running or a little clothing brand or you're good at music or whatever your, your your forte might be you know you tell them because you never know um the doors they can open um absolutely so yeah and again just be respectful and, and humble in, in what you're doing you know if you come across and you're like oh, i've got this i've got that i've got that and you're trying to like uh, have a little um money swinging contest never works you know and that's the demeanor not the demeanor you want to set against yourself but uh yeah i, I mean uh, one of our charter guests um He's uh, down in New Zealand, uh, and and he flies helis as well. And, and we got along. We were fishing every day for like six hours, just talking helicopters and and a bit of business and and what he's been up to. And I uh, I also ask, um, I've asked quite a few charter guests and owners. I'm like, sir, ma'am, can I ask you a question? If it's too personal, you don't have to answer it. And ninety five percent say yes. And I say, me sitting here talking to you at my current age. Give me one bit of advice. What would what would you have done different in your life, or or, or tell me what what I could do different, or, or what school fees have you paid that that I'm going to pay? You know, so that also opens up a world of knowledge and and research and googling things and stuff like that. You know, so don't don't be scared to talk or ask. It's it's financially, uh, I call it school fees. You know, it's just part of life and part of business you've got to pay them you've got to take the knocks but if you can you're never going to get it perfect but if you can narrow it down quite a bit due to someone else's experience then 100% take the knowledge you know jeez yeah no that's fascinating man such good advice and yeah like I said I mean in the yachting industry you're literally dealing with million dollar clients um, you know and not necessarily your clients but they could be the gateway to something more so yeah, I mean, I think, like Blue said, if you've got something, if you've got an idea, if you've got a business in the background, you know, practice your pitch, you know. Um, I remember hearing the the concept of, you know, visualizing that you're stuck in an elevator for Richard Branson and you've got to pitch him your business idea in 30 seconds, like, you know, and go. And um, I think there's so many opportunities that might come up whilst you're in the industry where you have the ability to, you know, pitch this this idea of yours to somebody that could potentially make it happen. And um, I mean, if that opportunity arises, just, you know, make the most of it because it could be the best shot you have. Um, and yeah, geez, I, I love that idea of, you know, speaking to the asking for advice. Um, I'm sure those people have gone through things that we couldn't even imagine. Um, gee, Blue, I think there's definitely going to be a, a few parts to this podcast in the, in the future as um, you progress in business. And um, I'm looking forward to those. Um, where can people find you? Um, yeah, Craig, that, that would be great. I'd love to, love to keep it going along the road and I'll, I'll share the ups and the downs. As you, as you know, you always hear about people that own horses. You only hear about the races they win and not the, <laughs> the other 99% that they don't win, you know. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll definitely keep engaged. Um, f- 
for people to reach out to me, I, I keep a lo pretty low profile on, on the gram. Um, but we will be shortly in the next uh, sort of two to three weeks, all the startups we're working on will be going live. Um, so in the next uh, podcast, I'll definitely, definitely reach out. Um, but yeah, if, if you want to reach out to me, you can through Instagram. Um, uh, my Instagram name is my boy blue 52. Um, <laughs> blue you, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just spelled B L E U. So it's my boy blue 52. And, um, yeah, if you'd like to reach me on, on email, my email's blue, B-L-E-U-R, and then Bagley, B-A-G-G-A-L-E-Y, at yahoo.com. And, um, yeah, like I said, I, I cannot wait till we start up the, 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 the VC fund. It's going to start small, um, and the startup CPR, I think, is going to be, I've got another two guys involved with me. Um, they're both 40 years old. Um, and their goal is to have a 10% share in 100 startups. Wow. Um, so they are number 46, and we're going to try and add another four or five to that. Um, really nice guys, through and through entrepreneurs from the age of 14, selling newspapers, and just downright legends, um, hungry, super intelligent. And um, yeah, so that's that's the next roller coaster I'm saddling up on. and. I can't wait to share um, <laughs> share a bit of the journey going forward. Oh, I'm you know? excited, man. And yeah, I'll link to all, those, uh, all the Blue's handles in the show notes. Um, so thank you for that, Blue. Are there any parting thoughts, um, comments, notes, tips, tricks, resources? Um, sure. I think from a, a yachting side, the, the most common question I get asked is how do I leave yachting or when do I leave yachting? Um, and I just say to people, like, I'm sitting at the point where I literally need to go back to school, either for my OW or the engineering side. I've got the seat time, I've got everything. But uh, it's been a personal choice not to do it um, because that technically weans my way out of it. Everyone else carries on and it forces me to get creative. Um, but I also say to a lot of people through yachting, you can either go yachting or you can go yachting. Um, you know, I'm not saying don't waste your money and, and don't have fun, but... Um, it's been a lot easier for me personally as a yachting exit as I've reached my goals financially and property wise and whatever that I wanted to achieve when I started yachting. Um, so that's been a lot easier for me to, it's like being stuck with a piece of Velcro, you know, it's been a lot easier to tear away from yachting um, because I've already got a little bit of annuity income coming in and I think the direction I'm going and, and the fun I want to have in business um, I'm ready for the next chapter you know so um, yeah I'd say my biggest bit of advice about yachting is um, it doesn't last forever um, time and age ticks on and um, while you're there you know strap in and enjoy the ride um, it's too easy to get on a plane and come home with the world being a global village well not with corona now but <laughs> prior to and hopefully in a year or two after but uh, you know um, I, I think you haven't done yachting until you've done at least a year um, minimum six to eight months a year to push you know and and if it's something if you want to try yachting don't make up all the excuses possible um, you know get your courses done put your head down get on a plane and go hustle you know that's the that's the part and uh, I, I don't looking back on yachting I don't regret I would have regretted not doing it um, but I'd rather give something a smash 
fight it out for a year if you're not enjoying it just put your head down do it at worst off you come back with a bit of money and and hopefully you've met a couple friends for life and then uh, get to the next crossroad and, and and cross that bridge when you can you know just don't I'm terrible at overthinking things I panic on that side of things but uh, <laughs> don't control what you can't you know yeah. or don't try control what you can't because you're just going to end up in a in a bloody stress ball corner which is my one of my biggest downsides but uh, yeah just just enjoy it you know um there's still a long a long life ahead of working and money is just a commodity it comes and goes you know but time don't come and go time only goes in one direction <laughs> so um i think the moment you wrap your head around that and digest or accept that um you get to you can see the wood for the trees a bit a lot clearer you know jeez man that's some great advice thank you blue uh, it's beautiful Alrighty, well, we'll definitely be seeing more of Mr. Blue Bagley in the future. Um, but guys, for today, that's us. Um, please comment, like, share, and subscribe, and we'll see you in the next one. Yeah, we'll see you down the line with some cool stories, hopefully. <laughs> or tears. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers.